Welcome back, everybody, to Thanks for Your Concern. You are here with Berenice. And I'm Ella. Welcome to another beautiful day to be alive, beautiful day to listen to a fantastic, mystical, magical podcast. We're mystical as fuck. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, you know, there's a little bit of magic happening. Are you feeling magical lately? Honestly, yeah, I'm feeling good. I... I, I decided to drink again because I, I went out and I wanted to. Um, so, Good for you. You know, and the thing is, like, I was thinking about this the other day because I was like, I, every time, like, the fall and winter come around, I start feeling, like, a little more feral. And we've talked about this. But I came to the realization, like, why do I want to feel, like, why do I want to go out? Like, why do I feel like I want to go out dancing, like, all the time? And I, I, I cracked it. What, what it is is that it's not that I want to go out more, Ella. Is that I want to go out earlier, okay? Because it gets mm. dark so early, and like yeah. me, my little night owl self, my internal clock, it's like, bitch, it's nighttime. We got shit to do. We got moves to make. People so, to see, baby. People to see. Just like my crackhead hours were just extended, and my brain is just confused. I blame daylight savings, obviously. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's always somebody else for sure. <laughs> it's just who I'm supposed to be. So why fight it, you know? But no, I'm doing good actually. Our friend, our our mutual best friend Ariana, she's coming to see me this weekend, and I'm Fun. super excited. And I have decided to throw myself a funeral for the past bitch I used to be. She is okay. No we love that. <laughs> It's metaphorical, you know, it's really, it's really about signs. It's about rebirth. It's about all the good stuff. But we're, we're putting past me behind. Okay. She was cute, but bye. I don't know her anymore. And I, I'm, I'm writing myself a little eulogy. I'm going all out for my funeral because as I should, you know, you know. I, got, I got a playlist going purple Lamborghini by screen. <laughs> Okay, are you going to do any performance art? Are we going to see maybe a phoenix rise from the ashes in dancing form? What Do you have any performances or just like a eulogy in a party? Well, you know, it is a pregame, so there's a going out aspect afterwards. So okay. I hope I, could, we could go to the strip club. I'm okay with that. I feel like my funeral, that'd be totally appropriate to go to the strip club. I'm going <laughs> to... I'll keep that in mind. <laughs> Thank that for future you. (laughs) I'm actually doing great. I took a week off of work and then we had the holidays, holiday day days, and now Mm. I'm back at work. But honestly, I'm feeling like very good. I went to the Seahawks game yesterday. I and, saw that. Yeah, Very you know, cool. she, you know, she got some, she got some good seats. You know, it's always fun in games. I, I, you never know what I do. Anyways, I was at Lumen's Field, which is where Taylor Swift is going to be. And you guys, last podcast, I said I didn't have Taylor Swift tickets yet. I'm happy to report. I have Taylor Swift tickets, okay? <laughs> I was a lucky one, okay, babies? And I went at Lumen Field and I went, just I just had a second where I was like, let me just check out these seats, and so I got to where I was going to, I'm going to be standing for Taylor Swift. God willing, I'm there. You know, that the good Lord doesn't take me by then. But <laughs> I'm fucking around with my family. Whenever we have Thanksgiving, they pull out like the prayers part of the evening. And I'm like, who are you people? You guys do not go to church, but like any holiday. And then there, I'll actually, this will be a lot. 
I'll do a little funny <laughs> update that's Thanksgiving related before it becomes irrelevant. Anyways, I stood where I'm going to stand for the Taylor concerts and I was like, I really am that bitch. And the people <laughs> around me, I was like, hey, could you just scoot over? I just need to stand here for a second. And they're like, what are you doing? And I was like, these are my seats for Taylor Swift. And it looked at me like I was fucking crazy. But you know what? You were, Who gives you were a fuck? I was living yeah. for it. Visualizing, manifesting how the next like nine months are going to go. You know, like it's like, what are what, what's going to happen between now and the nine months when I'm standing in this place? Like a powerful Girl. tool of like, what do I want the next nine months to be? Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, I hope y'all had very nice Thanksgivings. If you weren't able to be with loved ones, you know, that sucks. I'm sorry. I know the holidays can be triggering for some people. But my Thanksgiving was very eventful, okay? We had a Thanksgiving. There was 20 people. This is the first post-pandemic Thanksgiving we've had. There were a lot of new characters, okay? A lot of new characters. People I've literally never met before in my entire fucking life, all right? I literally was like, who the fuck are you? But it doesn't matter. Now, these people got a little taste of a Tudor Thanksgiving, and truly it was comedic, honestly. The funniest part is always the prayers portion of the day because, you know, you would not really expect my family to be praying people. I don't know. It's just... <laughs> And it got like really out of hand really quickly. And I look across from me and here is standing this poor stranger that I've never met before looking around like she doesn't know what the fuck to do. She literally was like fidgeting with her hands because she didn't know what the fuck to do because my family were going on these crazy rants about (laughs) people dying, who was here, who wasn't here, um, who's died in the past year. They literally went through, like, we're praying for all the people that couldn't be here and went through a list of, like, 20 people that had died in the past year. Very morbid. Anyways, <laughs> it I, was funny. You know, I think the that's interesting because I, like, I was, I was in New York. I wasn't with anybody for Thanksgiving. And I was, like, amazing, perfect. Because I hate, like, I would be that stranger at somebody's house. And or, there was, like, people that invited me to, like, Friendsgiving or spend time, like, with their family. And I was, like, no. I hate it. I hate yeah. I hate on Thanksgiving where everyone's like grateful for each other, having like family time, and then there's like me. And I'm like, oh my God, hi, like thanks so much for this meal. Like I would really rather be in my bed, but here we are together. So honestly, I, I enjoyed my time alone. We love I that. Did, yeah, I had a little self-care moment and I had a mask. You know, there were movies involved. It was good, good, good. <laughs> I'm wishing everybody happy holidays. You know, it's just the beginning. So, you know, do whatever self-care you need to do to get through all of them. But I'm actually like really excited for this episode. I always love a good little personal roast. And I think this one's going to be really funny. So are you ready to start it? Let's do it. Dokie family. So today we're going to be talking about eras. Um, I don't know if you're on TikTok, but there's been a lot of like my 2022 eras. I posted one, my moving to New York, since moving to New York eras. It's basically just different times where you have maybe changed your aesthetic in your lifetime or in the past year. You know what's and- funny? It's Veronica's TikTok about her eras, which are over the course of the year. It's got like 13 different eras. This bitch has reinvented herself more times than anyone I fucking know. 
I'm living for it. But it was so funny because I was like, I wonder if strangers know how long this eras are going over. Because some people do it from like high school to like 30. And Barry said did it over the past year. And I was like, we love to see it. You know what? Um, the thing about TikTok is I decided to be unhinged completely myself. Like, love it. Give it. I put some, I put pictures with men in there that are no longer in my life. I was like, you know what? I don't plan on trying to get these people back. So whatever. (laughs) And the funny thing about it is, is that not a lot of people liked it, but a lot of people like went to see my profile. They were like, who is this bitch? Is she okay? (laughs) People were like, dude, this, she, this is like, damn, she really put in like, these aren't read receipts. These are photos. (laughs) Yeah, so essentially, you know, sometimes we go through eras in our lives and we think they're cute at the time, but they're really fucking not. Um, I, I guess we can start from the beginning and this would be the wannabe white girl era uh, for me in Seattle, Washington. Uh, yeah, assimilating yeah. Was, was in, wasn't a cute look for me. <laughs> I was like so scared to look too Mexican. Like thinking back, that's such an irrational fucking thought because I am Mexican. I'm like, bitch, there's no escaping it. Yeah. But I used to like have bad connotations with like seeming Mexican for some reason. Like that's how fucked up this country got me when I was young. So I did the whole thing where like it was what middle school and I was wearing fucking like straining my hair every day, wearing Uggs, like juicy Lululemons. Like why was I wearing $100 yoga pants? I didn't even do yoga in middle school. Oh, girl, I was the same. I think it was honestly like the straightened hair one trips me out now because I swear to God, I don't think anyone saw me with curly hair until like 2019. Like no one, not single soul. It was straightened 100% full time. And let me tell you, that is like a level of upkeep that blows my mind. Mm -hmm. And I will in my defense, I was always at the time like, oh, straightened hair is way easier. It fucking is in a way because you can just like get up, brush your hair and go. Curly hair, I feel like a mad scientist getting this shit to work. But I actually have like a perfect curly hair routine. I'll post it on my TikTok. Follow me on my socials. No, anyways. But (laughs) the Uggs and the Lululemons and the Juicy Jackets, that's like literally like a $600 outfit. Yeah. I don't have, (laughs) I never had money like that. I honestly Where did I get money from? I don't even know. Now, I do. I will say my juicy jackets were from Value Village. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I will. <laughs> oh, you could thrift those so quick, like $10 juicy jackets, like all the racks, all the racks. Yeah. And I remember being, this is so funny. I remember the thing about thrifting juicies is, though, you, it was hard to get a juicy set. The tops and bottoms matching set, that was difficult. And when I started going to high school, all the cheerleaders after fucking 6 a.m. cheer practice they would all we would all wear juicy track suits and uggs like a fucking little cult and i wanted to be included so my mom who's fucking working for the government did not make a lot of money god bless her soul fucking spent three hundred dollars so that i could wear a juicy track suit every week <laughs> and now that that has come back into style i'm pissed because I was the OG juicy girl and I've lost, I think I've lost, but then I think I gave away most of my juicy shit because you know, you're like, I'm in college, like juicy was so high school and now juicy's back. So I will never give away anything ever. I'm going to hoard everything forever. <laughs> this is why I'm a hoarder. This is why I'm a fucking hoarder is because juicy drag suits came I, back. 
refuse to donate my clothes, okay? I'm sorry. I'm going to keep a shirt that I only wear once every three years because that one time that I wear it in three years is going to be the right time. Epic. <laughs> it's going to be amazing. Yeah, I think the most ridiculous part about this era for me was that I have always been a weirdo. Like, I have been alt in the inside. I like raves. Like, people see my outfits. I have been like that forever. So I literally put on this fucking facade of a human being that I'm like, I look back and I was like, girl, like, what's going on here? I was liberated, though, by one friend that I met in summer camp. And she had dyed hair and bought a pair of, like, Converse boots that I really wanted. And I just saw how much she gave no fucks. And I was like, I want to be that. And that led to my little shift in eras, baby. <laughs> After Always that, a good like, shift. I was like, I'm done with this. <laughs> I'm we, done with basic bitch. It's not for me. I think I was, I don't know. I feel like I've always been a basic bitch. I'll always be a basic bitch. But yeah, definitely letting go of the Uggs Juicy tracksuit, Lululemon straight girl like she she, that era I feel like I was like I can't do this anymore I'm a little I'm too different to like look the same as I was in high school like I'm too different from the person that I was I'm not a regular bitch I'm not a regular bitch I'm not a regular bitch no I can't be this girl yeah however I wouldn't I will say that that was followed like going into college and we were sorority girls so we do have a sorority girl era you know I feel like (laughs) You know what's really crazy is I feel like that sorority girl era, like nothing makes you realize that you're different until someone tries really hard to make you conform. You know Mm, what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you think you're, you think that you're like, oh no, this is for me. This is for me. I'm fun. I'm a girly girl. I'm for the girls. And then they're like, hey, you have to wear this fucking mint colored (laughs) dress in fucking wedges. And don't worry, you'll wear this mint dress again. If anyone ever has to tell you to buy something and they say you'll wear this again, they're fucking lying to you, okay? I've never seen someone go out to a fucking Vegas club in a bridesmaid dress. I've never seen someone go to a job interview in a sorority fucking (laughs) recruitment outfit. I will say that that was a really weird choice just because, like, as brown women, mint looks amazing on us, okay? But as not, like, fair skin, that washes you out. So I was really confused by that choice. But whatever. Obviously, I didn't have a say. Also, mint's, Um, like, the hardest color to color match, but... And they had to, like, send out, like, fucking clarifying, like, please don't buy seafoam mint. We're talking mint, mint. It's like... Oh, my God, pick red or something, a fucking primary color, dude, but whatever. So I think the – I'm like, okay. Um, Beside the point. I think, I think the most – I guess the funniest, most, like, unbelievable part about, like, sorority life and sorority living is that you lo- are low-key allowed to be the dumbest version of yourself, like, high-key, like – like your biggest concern in life, like while well, you're in a sorority because you live there, you get like shit taken care of. If I mean, if your parents pay for it, that's an extra bonus. Like your biggest concern, aside from school, obviously, is like if I'm going to like if Brad from Sigma Fuck Your Mom is going to invite me to like his date dash. And if he doesn't invite me, who the fuck am I going to get invited by so I can go make him jealous? Because obviously, like he didn't invite me. So he has to see me there. <laughs> Like, how crazy is that? <laughs> I will say that um, when I was in a sorority, my my choices were equally delusional and utilitarian. You know what I'm saying? Like, I would be like, 
Okay, so I'm gonna go home from some random dude's house tomorrow morning, and I don't want to be completely ashamed of myself by walking five blocks to my home. So what can I wear where it can, you know, it can go from daytime to nighttime, you know? And then what if I wake up late? Can I go to school in this outfit? <laughs> shacker straight to class. <laughs> shacker to, they was literally shacker to class chic. All right. But yeah, that era was, um, I think you worry about the dumbest stuff and something's beautiful about that, honestly. Yeah, and if you had a good time, like if you are listening to this and you were in the Greek system and you had a good time, you know, I'm happy for you. Me Personally, too. Yeah, uh, I can't relate. <laughs> I honestly feel like it's more, it harms more than like it's, obviously there's different experiences based on where you live, right? Because some people have sororities and fraternities in like bigger cities. Like if you go to UW, you're in Seattle, which is like a big ass city with other people that are not just college students versus where we went to school, which was a little college town. Like the hierarchy, like the social structure was based on which sorority you were in. So it was like a whole little, its own little world. So the ability for that to become so toxic because you're allowing 18 to 22 year olds set like the ideals of like your social standings in a university for four years that's nuts you know i would describe it you know the jimmy neutron movie yeah when basically like the kids are like oh there's no parents like we get to run the town and that's fun for a little bit but then it like it then it starts to suck because there's no grown-ups to help make decisions it's if that movie never ended and the grownups never came back, so they just had to adjust <laughs> to being in charge. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's no, what I, like the best way to describe it. And no one knows what they're doing. Like you would go into meetings where people would be trying to like panelitic. So it's like all of the people put together are trying to make decisions that are the best for the decisions of partying. Okay. There's like decisions of how to party or how to uh act. So you can keep on partying like that. Those were the big discussions. And I mean, a lot of these eras of my own life were kind of fueled by this idea that I knew what the fuck I was doing. Like nobody could tell me anything ever. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like literally yeah, my, yeah. there was some times when I was in the white girl phase where my dad was like, you know what? Why don't we get you to, a, you know, a beauty salon and they can teach you how to do your hair. And I'm like, I'm fine, dad. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. You're not a woman. You know? Like <laughs> And so like if you get a group of people that all feel like they know completely what the fuck is going on, but in retrospect they're 21 and how are how can they? Because they've only done high school and this. You just don't have a perspective on like what real life is. And I feel like that kind of fuels your a certain era of your life is just like <laughs> naivete <laughs> oh that jimmy neutron movie reference is like to the team literally um, so the era that really followed my sorority era was like sad girl depressed bitch era coincidence <laughs> i no, think not I, no no I, I had a i developed a pretty large uh alcohol abuse problem in the sorority 100 percent uh yeah <laughs> Yep. 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 <laughs> that led me to extreme depression. 
And I was like, my mom, I, and the thing about the sad girl era is for me, I genuinely thought that I would be sad forever. I was like, I haven't stopped being sad since I was 13 years old. Like this is real life. And I'm like, no bitch, you were an angsty teenager. And now you're a depressed young adult and a low-key alcoholic. Get a grip. (laughs) The sad girl era, like, can best be described of me lying on the couch in the dark watching Grey's Anatomy for 12 hours straight, ignoring all of my responsibilities and anything I needed to do. But I also have to agree that it's like the like you. I was really sad for a really long time, and things were kind of only getting worse. You know, people were telling me, no, 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 things will get better, but they were getting worse. And so I was like, oh, my God, is this just the downward trajectory? Like, am I at the fucking can I go lower, you know? (laughs) No. And it sounds really sad because it was like to make part of my to make part of like who I was to think that part of me was just always going to be sad. I look back and I'm like, oh, baby, baby, this isn't normal. If you probably stop drinking and like get your shit together, it's going to get better. You know, it's a really funny antidote about this era is we had free mental health resources on campus. And Mm -hmm. I believe they said that you could get like eight free sessions a semester or something. So I was only I went to a mental health professional. My therapist was actually really amazing. Game changer. I, at some point, I thought he was going to be like, hey, your sessions are up. Like, you know, and no, like, no, like, you know, like, because I had heard from other people that they had gone into like group therapy and like yeah. whatever. And they transitioned from the one on one after eight sessions. I literally never got that talk to. And I went to this therapist for every week for a fucking year. And I literally in retrospect is like, bro, you had to be so fucking damaged for them not even to mention to you like, hey, like we're going to try to transition you into a group setting. Yeah, if they they have an inkling of a feeling you might unalive yourself, they they don't care. They don't care about how many sessions you got. And you you will get put on like a therapy session real quick because sometimes there's like a wait list. So what happened to me is I started going actually because I needed to get the fuck out of our sorority mm, and right. I hated living there. And I was just like, decided not to lie after I got, a, I got an MIP, I got arrested for drinking. I decided not to lie on the little test evaluation they give you about how much I drank. And so they told me that I was an alcoholic and that I needed to go to therapy about it. So I get to counseling. I trauma dump everything that had gone on that year. She, the poor therapist was like, what do you need from me? (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, girl, I need you to write me a note telling, saying that because of like my mental state, it would be better for me not to live in the sorority. It's not suited for me, whatever. Like, and I need it. And she's like, stay right here. I'm going to go draft it. She came back and I was like, oh, this is kind of (laughs) late. Because, you know, it's like, you know, those therapy sessions where you like open your mouth and you just start bawling like a sentence hasn't even come out and there's just tears running down your face. You, you know, it's really I mean, this isn't funny, but like I feel like a lot of times people feel like uh, you're going to go into therapy and they're going to pull up like the depths of your childhood and everything no. that's ever. No, when I went to therapy, like, I don't think we got past, like, what happened in the past six months, like, in fucking three years. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, literally, I remember, like, crying about this situation about this guy who, like, to this day, honestly, like, I'm not going to say now I'm fine, but at the time, he was like, 
yeah, I, I, I'm feeling that that was very painful for you. I'm like, <laughs> it was. And he was like, I'm, you know, without passing judgment, I do think that that was very unfair to you. Like, you did not deserve to be treated like that. And I was like, oh, my God, you're so fucking right. And, he, like, I literally in tears. He, like, I would come in for a session. He'd, like, pull out a new box of tissues. Like, it was a whole thing. But, yeah, yeah. Sad Girl Era – she didn't end Isn't until right? like until recently. Like I was really sad, but just got like a little bit better. But now I feel like I'm officially not in a sad girl era for sure. I think that you have to realize that you're in a sad girl era and you kind of have to decide to be over being sad. You know what I mean? Like I feel like sometimes it just becomes such part of your routine to be sad that you can like literally you know, it's like, uh, what's that Grinch quote? Like, 3 p.m., like, wallowing self-pity. Yeah. You have to change your whole ass mentality. Sometimes you have to change your whole ass life. I was, <laughs> because we love Snapchat, and it brings up, like, memories from oh, past yeah. years. Like, I saw the ones, like, right before moving to New York, and damn, was I a sad girl before moving to New York. And I can tell you, like, obviously, like, New York has been, like, super challenging, and I have had sad girl eras here, but they're not, they're not the same. Like, I think it was a different type of sad where I was, like, kind of unhappy where I was and with my life and I just was festering and just like being sad and repetitive and when I moved that went away so yeah sad girl eras they can be cute I think there's some people that <laughs> carry them really well uh my sad girl eras usually lead to like unhinged feral eras though and that's not cute <laughs> you know sometimes you bounce back a little too hard and it just you need a little bit of time to adjust yeah, yeah. Some people's feral eras are funny as fuck. And I re like I love that for somebody else. I think sometimes though, unhitched and feral era, you'll be like the most mentally unwell, but you're gonna be the hottest you've ever looked. You're gonna have a good ass set of homies and like, you know, your mental health is in shambles, but like it the look is gonna be there. Just everything else is not good. <laughs> everything else is not given. Yeah, I feel like I went fully like unhinged when I moved to Seattle, but that only lasted a little bit. I was like, this is not sustainable. Oh my it god. It is not a sustainable era. It's either you're gonna hit rock bottom really fast. I, I think that's it. It's like unhinged, feral, hit rock bottom, and then shoot back up. Like there's gonna be a moment where you're just like, I need to be over this era. Yeah. Sometimes and I that, feel like unhinged yeah. energy is just like running from the problem but then sometimes you run headfirst into it and then you're like oh fuck <laughs> yeah and this happened to me recently like with my whole like little healing journey I had my little like unhinged era and then it just got to the point where I was like I'm tired mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm, I'm like tired. so tired I'm tired of being sad I'm tired of like wanting to do 300 million things to like keep yeah. myself from being sad like I'm just tired so I was like, you know what, before I like do something that really fucks me up, let me just take a step back. And that leads to better eras, you know? Woo, better eras. Some cute ones are like the gym girl era, the muscle mommy era. I mean. <laughs> Bro, like, talking about the gym girl era, sometimes I feel like I forget how, I don't know, like, you, you know, your normal is your normal. 
And I was like talking and they're like talking. I was just hanging out at my grandma's house for a couple of days. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to head out. And they're like, oh, what are you up to? And I was like, I'm going to go to the gym. And they're like, oh, my God, you go to the gym? And I'm like, girl, I go to the gym every day. Like, <laughs> I'm marathon training right now. And people were like astonished. And they're like, that's so good for you like that. And I was like, damn, I should low key give myself a little bit more pat on the back for this like gym girl era. But I think it's because I started going to the gym regularly so long ago. It feels so normal. And then I had this realization. I was like, oh, my God, what other positive things? could I do that eventually it'll just feel so second nature that I don't even think about it I'm not gonna lie I do not like like I have bad days when I don't go to the gym so now I'm like kind of dependent on going to have a good day it's not you know there's different stages within gym eras for people I think that it can be really fun but I've been going to the same gym for like over a year and at first I was like anonymous as fuck you know and Mm -hmm. I kind of miss being anonymous as fuck but then I started working out with like my neighbor and he knew people and when he left I started to say hi to those people again and now I'm not anonymous anymore I got I got head nods fist pumps nicknames Oh. With <laughs> with all these men reaching age from 18 to like 50, bro. And I'm like, I liked it better when we didn't speak sometimes. And I also like, I don't like when people watch me lift. And like now, like whenever I'm like on the bench, because like I can do a plate, like people will come watch and I'm like, no, because <laughs> what if I'm having a weak bitch day? You know, like I don't need the audience. <laughs> that's a lot of pressure. Like that's making me nervous. I literally don't have that problem. I don't, (laughs) no one pays attention to me. I love the, I mean, the only thing is, is that I have very few times in my life where my brain turns like off. And when I'm struggling to lift, like I'm not thinking a million times a minute. Like I'm telling you the gym when I'm like blasting EDM music into my ears and lifting or running and like running for my fucking life like and I mean that seriously like I feel like I'm gonna fucking die right that is when my mind goes silent and so for me that's why I go so often I don't think I go because like I don't know like uh, for an aesthetic like it's not like that like for me it's just the only time I get any fucking peace and quiet but from my mind from myself yes it, it can be nice I think I maybe I need two gyms one because now this is too social this is this is a social gym now, and I need I need a second gym. <laughs> you know what? I love Not that you're standard. building community though, and so that's great. So like pros con pro <laughs> or whatever, but I don't have that problem. I've never had anyone say hello to me ever, except it, for the it old used ladies. To be like that. I have like it my used old to lady be friends. Like that. But you know what? The thing is, I'm impatient. So if you're going to be in the squat rack for 35 fucking minutes and you ask me, do you, do you want to work in? I'm going to work in. I'm going to work in 100%. Like, And when you're working in, it's like weird not to speak to each other. Mostly if they like ask something. I'm, I'm like, I'm pretty fucking social. Like I can definitely keep a conversation. And so, you know, I, I get it. I, Bro, I, I am. Too. Okay. For people <laughs> who don't know what work in, that means that means like, off, like, you know, uh, basically in between sets you switch when people are like resting or whatever I've never yeah. done that before with a stranger in my entire fucking what? life I have never once worked in with anyone now I do have the benefit that I'm usually if I'm lifting I'm lifting with my boyfriend so no one speaks to me but even before that I never had anyone asked to work in with at the gym 
ever. No, like the gym I go to is like there's That's too a New many York fuckers. Thing. Yeah, no, there, no, there's too many fuckers at the same time. Like I need to go. Like I, I gotta be. I had got two hours and I can't wait for this thirty minutes. Like I would. And the thing is, like, and if it's a squat rack or if it's like the bench, those are the things that you have to do first because if not, like you're tired. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, totally. The compound. Okay. Um. Whatever. It doesn't we'll do matter. A whole, if you're um, interested in or a weight lift, a whole <laughs> episode on weightlifting and gym etiquette and all that jazz. Catch me on Let TikTok. us know. Okay. We'll do a whole epi about it. We'll be. <laughs> but yeah, I love a gym girl era just because it's like you feel strong, you feel successful, and it's a it's a healthy era. I feel like for the most part, it can become unhealthy though. Cause now I'm at the point where I'm like, what do I do here? Do we bulk? Do we cut? I, I think I just need to be the healthiest version of myself. And I think yeah. you can't lose sight of that. Like if you're looking, if you start going to look a certain way, I think that it can become toxic, but if you go to feel good about yourself and like to be strong or whatever, like those are good goals to have. Yeah. What's our next era? Okay, I have a bad era, and I feel like I was thinking about, you know, my eras, and the one that I feel the most self-conscious about is my <laughs> pick-me era. Mm. I was, like, I'm not going to say I'm, like, a bad pick-me. Like, I don't think I was, like, an active misogynist, um, <laughs> but I definitely feel like I, I was a pick-me, and only because I think that validation from anyone feels good but I feel like there was just a certain time in my life where I went from getting zero validation from boys and no boys liking me like ever to getting like a lot of validation from guys from being different and cool and I was like oh my god yes I love being different and cool I mean I think honestly I do believe that everybody goes through some sort of pick me era because it's like you learn right like we don't go into relationships knowing what the fuck we're doing and I think like when you are really love somebody or are really into somebody and you want things to work out and they're not on the same page sometimes you want to I guess fight for it even though they're not willing to fight for you and I think like with time age and experience you start learning like no like I want somebody to be in the same page with me I want somebody to put the effort I'm putting in so like yeah the pick me era it's tough I was definitely I was a pick me girl for about five minutes um and then I was like really embarrassed by my behavior and you know I am grateful that I I I have a lot of pride that sometimes can get in the way of me like expressing my feelings but I am so fucking thankful to be prideful because I like I will be down for a second, but like I like I I will come back up. Like my pride will keep me from texting you. Like I can be the drunkest, my last brain cell. Like Bernice could be unwell, dying. I will never text or call you when I'm fucked up. Like <laughs> never. I cannot relate to these girls that are like, I have to delete his number. Or I'm gonna text him. I'm like, bitch, have some fucking pride. Oh, girl. <laughs> Give me the phone. Like, I was like, that has never been my issue. Thank God. But like, yeah, one time like city girls were down bad. I was a pick me, choose me girl over a dude without a tooth. And that was really, really embarrassing. I mean, yeah, I feel like I was just a pick me. I wish I it was longer term than that. I feel like I just like liked things. I'm not gonna say I liked things, but just like I feel like I was giving off like I'm not like other girls to just random oh. dudes. You know what I'm saying? Okay. And it was yeah. just because I think like I mean I think I have gotten that so much in my life that like oh my god you're not like other girls. And I honestly don't know what that means um, sometimes because I feel like I'm like a lot of other girls. 
I don't know. I think it's this like false sense of like cool chillness that I actually don't have, but I just put off. I don't know. Or honestly, I think a lot of people think a lot of men will think random girls are fucking stupid and they'll like wait till you can prove them otherwise. And I can prove you pretty quick that I'm not fucking stupid, but I don't fucking like that. You know, I feel like men sometimes think women are dumb. So if you like show any like if you call them on their shit, because I'm very much will roast a stranger, very much call you out. Um, and I feel like that's what they're like. Oh no, you're not like other girls, but I literally hate that. But I used to feed into it a little bit. I'm like, oh my God, you're right. Um, I kind of relate. I have gone in that comment before. I don't know if that's just something men say to women to try could to be. appease them. It could be. Uh, but I also do believe that, uh, speaking to my other lady girls friends about certain things that like they have tripped about that maybe I haven't tripped about. I am very like con like I'm just very I know exactly like kind of like how I want to be treated and how like I like to put energy that's reciprocated so it's like I'm not gonna act out of pocket if I don't want you to out act out of pocket you know what I mean like I'm gonna treat you the way that I want to be treated and sometimes I feel like for me I can come off like very relaxed because I'm very good at like containing my emotions so I have like if something happens I may not act upset at the moment and I'm gonna think about it and then I'm gonna communicate it to the best of my abilities and sometimes I have heard like that's just like a very like calm response to something that's bothering you and I'm like well I could make a scene about it but it's not in me to honestly do that and for like for what you know because at the end of the day it's like I don't want you to act like that I don't want to be here screaming at each other for no fucking reason like yeah I've seen people who scream at each other and they don't resolve anything so yeah I would say I'm, I'm pretty relaxed I also I really reciprocate energy so it's like if you're not texting me you're not hearing from me like there's no fucking oh way. yeah I, so dude I literally would literally like rather I don't know. Die. die I'd rather than die. Text. Like I swear to God, I have a rule. I mean, I've always had a rule. I will not text you more than twice, like ever. Like there's no fucking no. way. Like if I text you one time, I'll give it a slide. If I text you a second time and you don't text me back, you will never hear from me again. Straight fucking up. I'm being dead serious. I've and I remember this one time. I was like, uh, I was like, couch, you know, I was on the apps dating this guy and texted him once, didn't text back. I texted him a second like, okay, time. whatever, you know, yeah. Texted him a second time, didn't text back. I never contacted him again. And then he sent me this long text about how he's so sorry he hasn't contacted me. And I'm like, bro, you are fucking, you're in the graveyard. I, You're dead to me and not in a mean way, but <laughs> like. I literally do not have time for no text back and then these like long like oh uh I was doing ABC you can text somebody back and say hey I like do not have I I can't talk right now or I don't have the capacity or like hey I see that you're texting me but like I don't know you can, I don't know in any situation that not texting someone back anything makes any sense that you care about them I never hit the twice it's it's one it's one of you didn't respond Honestly, no sweat, no big deal. There's so many other people out there in the fucking world. I can't be bothered. Like, and mostly if I just fucking met you. I know that I've, I've heard some friends that I was, she was like, I texted him like four times. And I'm oh like, my God. four times, four times. Girl, <laughs> for what? Like, go outside, go meet somebody new. In that time that you drafted up four messages, you could have met somebody new at the bar. What are you doing? 
No pygmies, okay? Bro, the, oh, like, fuck no. Are you joking? Like, for for what? It, sometimes you really gotta, the brain's gotta kick in, okay? Because I can guarantee you that the dude that you're showcasing that behavior is crusty, disgusting, and talking to other women. <laughs> Bro, I think maybe this is something I'm good at is just letting go. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just, and so if someone hasn't texted me twice, I let go of any fantasy I have about you because no matter how cute you are or how interesting you were, if you don't give a fuck, what am I doing? What, I'm like gonna fucking text you three, four times? What what have no. what do you say in text three that you didn't say in text two and one? Like it just adds to like the desperation of the need of somebody else. And I'm not fucking gonna do that because that's so embarrassing. And we've talked about this. We're lazy. I'm a lazy Esla, okay? I will not be putting in effort. If you're not putting in effort, like, I'm sorry. Uh, that's a lot. That's a lot of time. That's a lot of energy. I would rather literally do anything else. I'll sew. Also, I will call my friends. Like, I don't know. There's so many things that you can do. Also, the person's time. not responding. So who? what the fuck is who? You're sending it to the void. You're talking to yourself. Yeah, you're literally yeah. talking to yourself at this point. Like, Jesus. No offense, but um, I'm just not no about offense. that. I will say, though, that there's a good way to be a pygmy girl. And that's pick me era 2.0 is when you pick me like yourself, you're going to pick yourself. Okay. And I love this era because this is usually after somebody either treats you like you didn't want to be treated and they might still be around and you have to choose. You have to choose whether you're about to pick you or you're about to be the pick me girl and be like, oh, I will be with you. Pick me. Love me. Be with me. So, um, yeah, this one sucks at the beginning when you start picking yourself because obviously, like, you may still have feelings, attachments, whatever for a person. But, like, once you get over the hump, pick me, choose me to yourself is, like, the proudest you will ever be. Like, you will never regret picking yourself. Bro. Ever. I 100% agree with you. Let me tell you something. I have never been in a love triangle because I have opted out. Opted out. I I always, I'm like, have him. If he can't make up his, if if he can't see that it's me, then goodbye. Like, what the fuck? Like, I, because I want to be in the same page. Like, why would I not want to be in the same page? That makes no fucking sense. If somebody's literally telling that they like somebody else, cool. Go be with that person. I, what the fuck you want me to do? Like, <laughs> I was in a love triangle twice, but again, I opted out very quickly. One time. Oh, very quickly. This one time, this girl, she came up to me and she was like, oh my God, like, you're so beautiful. Like, I don't know how to compete with you. And I said, and I straight up, girl, you should never compete with another woman. And second of all, we're not fucking competing. I'm not in this. This th- this yeah. is between you, him, and God at this point. I have nothing to do with this shit. It, for me, it's like if there's somebody else in the picture, obviously there's unfinished business, right? And I think that personally, I'm going to allow you to go finish that business. I'm going to go let you do you, baby, because I just I wa- I would just want to be with someone that wants to be with me as much as I want to be with them. So it really just makes no fucking sense to be in a triangle. If you're in a triangle, opt out. If they want you, they'll come get you. If they don't, then the other person is going to stay and be like, oh, my God, I still pick you. I still love you. I'll fight for you. I mean, good for you if that's your person or whatever. Personally, I'm not that bitch. I'm not about to fight for any anybody that is not reciprocating my energy, that is not worth fucking fighting for, bro. Because most of the time, it's a crusty dude. It's a crusty, yep. ugly, uggo. Like, what? 
purpose. <laughs> like, uh, be fucking for real. <laughs> be and, fucking for real. You know, I will say, like, the other time I was in a love triangle, this dude, he he was convinced that he was in love with me, even though he had this long-term girlfriend. I told him straight up. I was like, dog, n- no, don't. Because the thing yeah. is, is you don't actually love me. You like the idea of me, which is fucking different. And you want an excuse to leave because then you can have somebody else, right, waiting for exactly. you to replace that person, right? Because if yes, you, yes, it, yes. like, you know, and I straight up, like, remember this conversation because I was like, bro, I literally, first of all, don't leave her for me because we're not going to be together. All right. Let's just fucking make that very fucking clear. You are untrustworthy. All right. Second, you don't even really like me. You don't fucking know me that well. Do you know me as well as this girl that you've been dating for four years? A fucking course not. You just like that I'm different than her and I'm the antithesis, the opposite of her. So you find me more attractive because you don't want to be with her. But don't leave her for me. That's not going to work out. Just leave her because you're ready to go. And then I remember... They texted me a year later and was like, oh, I mean, so-and-so broke up. And I was like, yeah, no shit. I, I thought so. Yeah, I thought that would happen. Yeah, I'm I, I pretty <laughs> sure I didn't respond. And I literally texted him back. I was like, what the fuck does that have to do with me? You know, like, why the fuck did you reach out to me? And he's like, oh, I just thought it was funny because you told me that we, we weren't going to be together. And I was like, no, you were actively trying to cheat on your girlfriend with a rando. That's probably why I thought you would break up. I don't fucking have some psychic ability. Like, I'm just, come on, get out of here. Yeah, after I was a two-time love triangle, whatever. But I didn't choose to be in it. I was just lied to into it uh, by lying little man, you know, when he was, like, trying to get your girl back. (laughs) He was just like, you know, like, I want to fix it, like, blah, blah. Like, yeah, I've made some mistakes. And I was just like, listen, like, obviously, like, you still have feelings for this person. And personally, like, right now, it just feels like you're trying to just grasp whatever not to be alone. Yeah. And, like, obviously, the thing that you have with her is toxic. And I'm pretty sure you know that. So your options right now is, like, try to have something with me or be alone, (laughs) essentially, right? Yeah. Right? Or go back to this crazy-ass bitch. So, so, you know, those are your options. And I don't think you want to be alone. So I'm going to let you go figure that out because regardless of anything, you still have unfinished business with this person. You got to let them figure it out. Like, you just got to be far away from that. Go let them figure out that either they're meant for each other or not meant for each other. Get away from that energy because you don't want it, okay? You don't need three. Like, if you're not into poly, then get them out of your fucking life. And I was just like, you know, and I'm going to let you rock. And I'm going to see how you act after this conversation because the aftermath is important. He was back with her in two weeks. This man couldn't be alone for more than two weeks, bro. And and that's and that's why you can't be a pick me choose me girl because they will always just choose not to be alone. They will just choose attention. You know, like they would rather be with like somebody than to be alone. And oftentimes when you're in this love triangle, you're kind of doing the same thing. You're like, oh, I'd rather be with this person than be alone, even if I don't get this full person. You know, I'll take some compared to nothing. But if you pick yourself and like fully enjoy your life. I think like when you really like being alone, there's like some freedom to your life when you're dating someone that you have a fucking eject button that you're not afraid of. You know what I'm saying? I think it makes your relationships better because it's like, dude, if I don't like this person, I'll fucking just leave and be alone because I like being alone. I like my life. I like myself. And I think that that keeps you 
I don't know. It just makes you happier in life in the long run, you know? I, yeah. And I think that obviously like being alone can be scary, mostly when you have unresolved trauma from past relationships. Like I'll say that I am obviously not a perfect person. I was, I did like go off a long-term relationship and then like go into a situation and then try to date somebody else. Like, and I will say that now that I've been like, more than single for the past like three months it's super dry out here um I am definitely feeling the feeling all of it right because I never gave myself the time to fully like move on from each specific person and how they affected my life and you know like the things that that cost me and I would say like obviously I think it's harder now to like deal with like unsolved trauma from three different people than if I would have just given myself the time after each thing to really like grieve the relationship learn from it move on from it Um, so don't be like me (laughs) all right take your time pick and choose them being alone yeah it's scary it sucks sometimes it's lonely but at the end of the day like it's you're not really like you're not really alone you got you got friends yep. you got things to do like don't think about like oh my god i'm gonna die alone we all die alone it is what it is you yeah. don't get to die with other people so you know grow <laughs> hopefully up hopefully not grow up. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we're not. I'm not taking down other ones with me. I, I'm in my individual journey. All right. So should we end with our eras of as of now? Yeah. I'm okay. So I'm in a very intentional era, as in I am making things happen for myself. I feel like you know I had this point where I was like just kind of waiting for things to happen, waiting for invites or waiting for. Th- I don't know, just like waiting for things to happen and nothing really happens unless, you know, you make it happen. So now I've just been intentionally doing things and doing them on my fucking own regardless. And then I have had it where people are joining me on adventures, which is cool, but just planning on doing them by my fucking self, regardless of what other people are doing. If other people join me tight, if not, that's also cool. And it has made a really big difference on, I guess, my outlook on my life. Because I think when you don't intentionally do things and you're only doing your, like, for me, you know, work, work, grind, and then weekends you chill because it's like, oh, I'm so tired or whatever, which is totally valid. But actually doing things makes it feel like I'm not just, like, working or living to work as, like, work being my only activity and the only center of my universe where I plan everything else around, but just being intentional of getting outside of my house on the weekends and, like, after work doing things, whether that's just reading or taking a bath, just doing more than just very mindlessly sitting in front of the TV, watching whatever. Um, I feel like maybe this is also because I think I've ran out of shit to watch at this point. So now there's only garbage TV and to watch. So now that I'm not doing that anymore, I feel like I'm a much happier place. Yeah, so I feel really good about things. And now I feel like I'm kind of recharging from burnout. And I still got a couple of weeks because I do feel like I always overload them on me and then I fucking crumble. But by doing things that are purely for joy. Ooh, yes. We love joy. As much as like this podcast, I love it. But like I do got goals with this podcast. And the same thing with comedy. They come with like goals and shit. Uh, But like me going to a Seahawks game, that's just for fucking fun, dude. And so I've been trying to insert intentional fun into my life that has no fucking goals. The only goal is to enjoy it. 
and it has it's great. Fuck yeah. Yep, my movies. I go to movies just for fucking fun. And then I went to I go to great movies. I go to like two movies a week now. Just to get out of my house, do something new. Get a new self care. Self care, baby. Fun is part of self care. I think so. I love that. What about you? What's your your person your era right now? So right now, I've been in my unreasonable girl era, like deactivating my Instagram, blocking people, all that good stuff. Uh, I'm going to keep that vibe going. I am going to go back on Instagram because I got a bless you with some fire ass pics <laughs> in my bleached ass eyebrows. But um, also, it's just like I have people that like ask for my Instagram and then I end up giving my number Ooh. too. And I'm like, oh. I didn't want them to have my number, you know. Um, so Instagram logistically, you need like, the Instagram yeah, bag. Yeah, <laughs> like also, no, no, like logistically, I really do. I, I didn't realize it, how much I message yeah. and like network on Instagram. Um, and somebody did ask me like, oh, do you have an Instagram? And I was like, I have TikTok. But then I was like, I don't really want them to see my TikTok because I gave this dude my number. And then he, I saw like he saw my TikTok and I was like, oh God, like this is not the impression I wanted to make. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, you need a more curated um, space that's yeah, a little less like, unhinged. I, I, to, mm-hmm. I would like to ease somebody into my TikTok right. because sometimes it's like, here's my personality. Anyways, moving forward, I think I'm really entering just like my unbothered, no bullshit peace era. Like right now, I really, really, really got to just like work on myself, heal from all the bullshit. And I trying to find fucking peace. And with that is if you're in my life and you're adding bullshit or you're not bringing peace, I'm kicking you the fuck out. Like no fucks given. You're getting blocked. You're getting deleted. I will act like I never fucking met you before. Like I really don't care. I'm. <laughs> yeah. Pretty say needs peace, and that's all I really care about. Like I'm cussing you out. I'm blocking you. Goodbye. Uh, I'm and done being the bigger person. So. <laughs> mm-hmm. I agree. Um, if you want to be in my life, I love that for us. I'm going to treat you with kindness and respect, and I respect and I expect that back. And if you cross me, I'm going to let you know how I feel about it. But um, yeah, that's where I'm at. <laughs> All right, everybody. Snaps. I want to know y'all's era. What's your current era? You can fo- just let us know. We'd like to hear from you. So you can either tell us your era on Instagram. Yeah. Or if you vibe with one of ours, just... Go ahead, let us know which one it is. And uh, good luck on your new eras. (laughs) (laughs) Plugs of the week. All right, my plug of the week is a book. And as I said about my like newest era, it's all about joy. So this book is called Choose Joy, Relieve Burnout, Focus on Your Happiness, and Infuse More Joy into Your Everyday Life by Sophia Cliff. It's a kind of a newer book, so I don't know if you can get it from the library quite yet, but I will get a link of where you can buy it online. All right. Mine is niche, but I'm shouting out my friend Tyler. His uh, TikTok is at Spidey underscore Ty. And he posts about Marvel and, like, cosplay. So if you're into the Marvel world, uh, go check his stuff out. I think it's pretty good. I'm not, like, that diehard Marvel, but I follow him and, like, I stand his content. So, again, it's at Spidey underscore underscore time. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. We love having you here every week. Something you could do to help us out is if you rate this five stars, tell a friend, and also write a review. Write a review. It helps us out a lot. It helps new people find the podcast. You can also find us on Instagram and TikTok at thanks the number for your concern. I'm personally at Ella L. Tudor. 
And I'm at Berenice Diaz. And, oh, shit. Oh, well, actually, yeah. Because I'm going to go back on Instagram. You can go follow me there. <laughs> okay, bye. Bye. <laughs>